Welcome to another episode of Copy Mechanism. My name is Dylan Espiri. I'm the founder of Creative Nestlings. Um, on this episode, I chat to Kara. She's a designer and the founder of Better Shed. We chat about how she's doing, how she's coping, and how she's continuing building her business and her community, uh, and how she's seeing the world right now. Hope you guys are good, staying healthy and staying sane, keeping that social distance going, wearing those masks, and washing your hands. We can build this together. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, and yeah, let's hear my conversation with Kara and how she's doing and how she's coping. to the second episode of Copying Mechanism. I'm trying to record this podcast, but it's proven more difficult than it should be. Um, but anywho, next guest is Kara, all the way in the UK. Uh, please introduce yourself, how are you doing, where you are, yeah, and who you're quarantining with, basically, if you are quarantining. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm Kara or Swakara, most people will send me as Swakara. I am in the UK, so I'm in London at the moment. And I've actually um, decided to quarantine with my mum. So um, I've come to my mum's house and yeah, we're quarantining together. And yeah, I mean, I guess a bit more about me. I'm the founder of Better Shared, which is an online platform for um, visual artists from Africa and the diaspora. Uh, we're a marketplace, so we're a curated marketplace, and then we also have a creative network. So yeah, that's me. And also, I mean, you're also a freelancer, right? Yeah, so I'm pretty much almost almost 100% on Better Shared. Um, but yeah, I'm also, yeah, so I also work on freelance projects. Um, at the minute, I'm actually working a lot more on uh, basically art meets tech. Um, so I'm looking at bringing together, so where people obviously aren't able to physically showcase in galleries. Um, I'm partnering with a, a designer who is working on basically bringing together some, uh, basically creating a, a virtual gallery. So what that looks like, um, how to interact with the work. Uh, and then I'm working on more of like the website and and what that, how that functions and how people can now explore that space. So kind of curating in a digital space and then also how you know how they can find out more about their work and adding other features and things to either their existing sites or building new sites for them as well so yeah that's some fun projects that i'm working on right now that's amazing because i mean I've, I've been seeing a lot of online exhibitions but they're just basically just blog posts and i guess <laughs> that there's been that need for a more a more experiential experience of viewing exhibitions i guess so that, that's interesting to see how when, when does that come out um, so, but the minute they've, so we've already released one and then we're doing one for Better Shared as well. So you'll see that yeah. one in June. So that'll be out next month. Um, and then the one that we're working on, um, it's actually going to be private. So this artist wants to basically use this time to host um, basically a, a private viewing for um, his own buyers. So that won't be released to the public. But yeah, you'll be able to see the Better Shared one uh, hopefully next month. So yeah. That's super interesting because I mean we, we do need that next level of of, of, of viewing work online. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, blog threads are kind of get boring after some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think because we already like we already have an online marketplace, so 
for yeah. me it's like okay what is what is the next level up and i think i think there's like so much more you can do in that space we're just kind of touching the surface so i'm interested to see like how do you obviously at the minute it's still an empty space and i think what's missing and i guess which as i said is probably going to be what's happening next um is actually how do you interact maybe with other people in the space like it almost becomes like a virtual space where you could you know still meet people and interact with them in the virtual world and so yeah that's kind of where i'd like to see things go yeah okay and then with better shared how's that going how how are you operating the business currently in these circumstances so everything we've always done is always online um so we don't we don't hold any inventory so we in terms of the original pieces they are with the artists um there's obviously been so there's there's been some difficulties in terms of shipping because obviously some countries like i think at the minute we work with artists in i think over 14 14 15 countries so i've been monitoring like what you know what's completely shut down you know which borders are open which borders are closed um and just making sure i'm reassuring buyers that if they are you know looking to either commission an artist or if they're looking to buy a particular piece um just just making sure just updating you know the notifications or updating um the products availability um, and really just pushing prints right now because we have a print on demand service so that's all produced in the UK and Germany depending on where it's shipping to so just really focusing on yeah pushing that side of the business and um yeah pushing people to get prints at the minute and also looking at you know other products that are useful right now um and also how to bring we obviously used to you know pre lockdown um we were still doing kind of pop up events that was a kind of a big part of our marketing so looking at how we can bring some of that interaction where we had like creative workshops and things like that like how we can now bring that online so that's another thing that we're looking at for yeah next month so yeah lots of stuff happening next month <laughs> yeah that, that's super interesting that's super interesting and, and and i mean you initially when when everything happened um what was your plan before all of this like for the for this year what what, what was supposed to be happening in the last three months basically since like what was the things that were set in motion that are not necessarily happening right now um so we were planning a physical exhibition so we were doing a pop up so we're based in a co-working space in London and we were planning the next pop up exhibition there and also a series of workshops so that was just completely out um i was also due to curate another independent exhibition with an artist that has been i mean it was due to be later in the year but we just had to push even just planning that whole project back because we don't know whether now you know that's even going to happen or whether it has to be turned into something else so that all kind of yeah that's kind of just kind of been pushed down it, it's paused at the minute um so yeah so that was a big especially because our in person events were were quite a big part of our uh, marketing strategy it was it was kind of like okay we need to even though we are online like we need to really focus on how to really engage with people and and bring that same kind of liveliness and that expectation to yeah better shared and also i think there was a i think most companies felt like this there was a sense of as a brand how are you helping your audience because we're a two-sided marketplace there's two audiences for us to help it was how do we bring comfort and obviously still um income to the artists that we work with and then also how do we interact with our buyers who obviously are going through everyone is going through a tough time worldwide um how do you 
make sure that people feel you know you're not just selling to people again like you're kind of you know making people feel involved making people you know feel happy and it made me really think about like what art does for people um so how yeah what it brings to people's lives and that that sort of sense of joy and happiness and and what art as a medium does for people when they're looking at it or interacting with it and that's yeah so I think in terms of marketing everything was obviously flipped on its head and then I think it, it definitely affected all of our communications I think every as in every business or brand is going through this right now is is how do you how do you communicate to your audience during a pandemic and obviously still trying to keep your business alive um so yeah that was that's basically what happened yeah so how how do you communicate basically as a as a business and a brand and a community lead uh, um so how are you communicating currently how, what is right are you guys in, like implementing basically if you if you're willing to share yeah so um i mean as i said i focused more in terms of uh in terms of things that we wanted to communicate was actually just speaking directly more to our buyers finding out exactly how people were feeling and what people really wanted so rather than just being like okay here's some new art you know here's this, these great artists and pushing that kind of sales angle obviously we, we still do make sales but it was more just trying to find out how people were feeling right now and how we could help them feel better in this time so that's where you know we asked you know what do you want to see more of you know what do you want to kind of hear more from and it was that's we started to do like more like Instagram lives it was more about kind of interacting with people live and talking to people live and I think just having that communication with people so direct communication for me has been really key um as opposed to obviously where we had events or we were doing you know more um yeah I would say like in in person events where we got to speak to people and connect with people on that personal level um it was just taking that same thinking and then applying that online so even as simple as just speaking to people more on like whatsapp and just having normal conversations with people and um yeah just finding out people were doing and and I think a lot of the things that you'll see that we're doing in June is all surrounding how art makes people feel so how it can you know bring you joy um even if it's just small moments of joy and how it can inspire you. Um, and yeah, just thinking about, especially for our workshops, we were due to do them anyway, but I think they're really important at a time where people are stuck at home um, and, you know, kind of staring at the four walls all day or having to always look at the screen um, isn't the best thing. So just looking at how people can kind of use their hands and also use things that they have at home and, and yeah, just just break up their day a little bit, just bring a little bit of, of happiness. And, and yeah, I think creativity is super important. So just bringing that to their day a little bit more. So yeah, that's that's what we're really focusing on right now. Yeah. And so, I mean, compared to this time last year and, and now, what how, what's the, what percentage of art sales I get? Are you guys getting, are you still getting like 50% sales or is it down, down, or is it, is it still quite high? Um, so our, our sales are kind of similar. Um, we have more like peaks and troughs. I can see obviously when we do events, we have like more of a peak when we're doing an event. I think people still love to see work physically. Um, but we certainly had, I think obviously because I guess we've done a focus on prints is that we've had more print sales, whereas previously we were, we were actually selling more originals. So it's interesting just to see that shift, whether that's due to marketing or whether that's just due to, um, you know people's availability or even cost um you know obviously buying a print is is much more affordable than buying an original so um yeah we've still had it's weird i think we've 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 not yeah i think at the beginning when when coronavirus hit 
um, there was, it, you know, it kind of was quite quiet, but um, it's kind of picked up again, um, I would say. And yeah, there hasn't been, I think, yeah, I think there's people have been actually weirdly more interested and in, I guess because people are forced to just be online maybe. Uh, and I think also down, down to our communication, there's, there's still been a stream of sales, luckily <laughs> for us. So, yeah. I mean, that's good. That's good to hear. Mm. And then, I mean, with your creative community, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what are some of the things that, that are coming out when you when you chat to the to the to the creatives there in uh, in your community? What are some of things that are coming out? Are they struggling a lot, or, or what's happening uh, in that environment? Um, so it's interesting. Speaking to artists in particular, they are they're not sh- they weren't necessarily all struggling with the fact of being at home because I think artists, as I've been saying, they they work in in you know they work by themselves a lot of the time so for them they were like well this is kind of a this in terms of the situation of us being at home it's it's kind of similar to how you know we may work anyway um they were definitely missing things like missing their studios and um and i think it affected their creativity because creativity in in terms of mentally because a lot of artists and creators were saying that they just weren't feeling you know, in a happy place or feeling in a, in a certain place to, to to create. And then there was sometimes the polar opposite where some creators were saying, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of been sparked with all of these ideas and things that are going on. So I've been creating more and more stuff. So yeah, there was definitely, a I think, a big divide between the people who were struggling in terms of like mentally processing what's happening in, in order to create. And then there was a divide of people who were kind of thriving in, in yeah, in lockdown, I would say. So yeah, there's there's been a, a mixed bag, um, but I've been trying to just make make sure that like we're checking in. Like we have a WhatsApp group, um, and I still speak to like other artists who, you know, might not be as communicative in that WhatsApp group through like DMs and making sure that I'm trying to speak to as many of them as possible. And we still send out emails and things like that as well to everyone. So just trying to make sure that people are okay um, and just checking in on each other. Um, and also asking artists like kind of what they need right now and what's been important. Um, like I hosted an event, I hosted a, a workshop on uh, basically turning your in real life workshop to a, a digital one, which I think I'm just trying to think of, for me, it was just thinking of solutions that would help artists and creatives at this time. Like how can you guys make more money um, or keep making money at this time? Um, and also just, are you okay? And I think that's just a, been a general question that I've tried to ask everyone and hope that everyone would also answer honestly um because even if people have asked me the same question I've, I've answered honestly like sometimes i'm okay sometimes you know things are kind of you know not okay so yeah yeah so, yeah and how are you then as creatively uh, personally like individually and just creatively also how, how are you feeling currently yeah i don't know i think i've had ups and downs um so i've had moments of like having like lots and lots of ideas. I think especially focusing now on, you know, looking at this kind of virtual space idea and my, you know, my background is, as you know, my background's in design. So uh, it's, it's been interesting to, to, to basically come full circle, to go from like design world and, you know, working with sometimes corporate clients and things like that, to then combining my love of art and tech uh, and seeing kind of how far I can push that. So that's been exciting. But then I've also had days where, you know, I've been doing like multiple Zoom calls or I've been doing like IG lives and I'm like, I'm just tired. Like, I just need a break. I just need like, 
I just need to switch off and and process things. And I think especially what's been happening now in terms of the stuff in the US and obviously with Corona and I've had, you know, friends that I've known um, whose family members have passed away, just like sometimes processing that. And then I think, I think when you process that and then you're also, you know, you have you have a job to do and you have work to do um, has, yeah, sometimes taken its toll. A couple of days I've just been like, I just want to turn off the computer and, you know, switch off for a while. But um, yeah, as I said, it's up and down. But I think right now I'm, yeah, I'm focusing on, yeah, w- what I can kind of push forward creatively and like seeing how far I can push things right now, which has been interesting. Yeah, yeah it's been exciting. That bit. Yeah. I guess it's been the same for me. The best month, I I was not functioning at all. I couldn't even take a Zoom call. I couldn't even take a Skype call, even a WhatsApp call. Mm-hmm. But now, like last month, I think I started to get the hang of it. Now I'm in it now. I've started resuming all my freelance projects. So even started rebooting creativeness because, I mean, as you know, uh, I wasn't really 100% focused on creativeness. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to see the gaps and opportunities, I think. Uh, and started participating in the greater creative community, I guess. So, so I, I guess this, this is hit us hard, and I, I guess we're slowly coming out of it and, and trying to configure and adapt. Yeah. Uh, and how to do better and how to basically exist in this in this moment. Mm. In time, yeah. I think right. that's hard. I think especially, I guess we're in a similar position where people obviously look to you because you are the yeah. founder of Creative Nestlings and. Um, all the other kind of creative stuff that you do so you've got kind of it's almost like you've got this responsibility but you're also a human being and I think that's what's been yeah that's what's been difficult right now is trying to be like happy and there for everyone else but always also being like wow I need I need some time myself like I need a I need a little bit of a break so yeah yeah so it's also interesting because People don't realize that you you know as much as there's hundreds of people that are talking to you at the same time asking for the same advice like i mean i remember the first month when all this hit, hit uh there was a lot of people asking so what do we do now how do we as creators get like resources from governments and stuff mm-hmm. how do we get uh, like freelance creators how do we get because i mean freelance creators are quite hard to account for how they make money mm-hmm. you know you basically make money from opportunity whereas now there's no opportunities but the government doesn't, doesn't seem to understand that so mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of that. I was getting frustrated. And how do I help people in that moment in time? And I still don't know how to because, you know, as much as we try and do crowdfunding, you know, everyone is kind of in, in a tight spot. How is it there in the UK? Because I saw in the UK, for example, I saw there's a lot of organizations that are doing a lot for creatives and stuff. How, how has it been in terms of like financially for creators, in terms of support for creatives, particularly freelance creators that don't necessarily have jobs? Uh, how has it been there, the support system? Um, so there's been things like there, there is different platforms that are doing um, like grants, um, but obviously there are so many creatives applying for these grants. Like the Arts Council had one um, that kind of went very quickly though. Like they had there was a lot at the beginning, and now it's kind yeah. of like tiered off. Um, and there's other platforms like I know the um, I think the the artists like I know there's like other networks like artist networks and things that have had a few. And I think so individually there's been pots in like different sectors. So if you're in music, there's been a pot and, and theatre and things like that. Um, but in terms of government support, this was a big problem is that in the UK, people who were working, it seemed like the priority was people who have been working full time, not small business owners. So there was, there's this huge disparity. So it was like, if you were, you know, a company that had, gone for funding so if you're a business who'd gone for funding and you you know you've made or you've you'd asked for um 250k then you could apply for like a 
basically a bit of quite a big business loan um mm-hmm. and then if you were working full time and then you were furloughed you were basically paid 80% of your salary but there's a majority of freelancers who are not and yeah. then another one for self-employed freelancers which so if you're not a limited company but you you know you're like you know you're still self-employed that was kind of a weird middle ground and they were getting so they now get i think 2500 but they had to wait months for that and they've only just got it now um and then there was this middle group that they forgot about which was most of the freelancers who are who do run limited companies or most of the small business owners yeah. um like me and you um who basically were told well you can apply for um at first it was like you can't apply there's nothing and it was like okay so and there's lots of people even i saw people who i thought had like huge companies were like you know i don't make any money right now like i can pay my staff but i can't you know take a wage right now i can't furlough myself and so there was an option where it was like okay if you furlough yourself you can only take um like the small because obviously the way that the tax goes it kind of makes you take a lot from more more from dividends if you have a tax advisor or you know your accountant and then less from the kind of PAYE so there was a lot there's so many freelancers right now who you know people who are full time um who were full time who were just kind of sitting at home now um they were able to get up to 2500 and then there were freelancers who were like oh yeah you can kind of get like 500 pounds a month and i was like whoa like basically just over like i think it was like 575 pounds and i was like okay that's crazy i get that obviously we are um you know small as like but they were like oh we can't do it because you know there's people who take more dividends and we can't work this out and i was like you can literally just work it out from our tax like our yearly tax that like you could just do that and then they were like oh but you can maybe you know just use your tax money and i was like yeah but some of us like i paid my tax money already so i was like i don't have that money <laughs> really yeah. guys in like january so yeah for me there was like and i know that people were like oh but you shouldn't complain like you run a business and i was like yeah i completely get that but obviously there's freelancers who rely on how the industry operates um and obviously the industry is now cancelling projects and you know nothing's happening or especially people in tv there was nothing going on in tv because obviously people couldn't physically film or do anything um and then there was obviously a few like there's odd jobs kind of going around but that's not enough for everyone Um, and then there was also people so everyone who was furloughed could still then work another job so i was like yeah that's that was just that i didn't understand how how that works out but it just kind of showed that the government just focused on the people i guess who work full time and i guess they could just use their tax money i guess that's kind of how yeah. it works out but yeah there was there's definitely been a, a a huge gap of freelancers who've been missed out during this and who've yeah who you know are going to be suffering for a while if they haven't been able to kind of get jobs back or pivot or yeah it's really difficult yeah i mean i've been asking asked this question a couple of times now um how do you how do we plan better for how can i say for 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 crisis particularly as freelance creatives and small business owners and stuff because we never have that much savings available mm-hmm. you know i mean some of us are one man teams two man teams here and there and stuff so how do we plan better for 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 those more, for, for 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 the future basically i i i haven't been able to figure out cuz you can say oh but pay you can say save money but sometimes you don't have money to save you know you, you, so yeah. how do we plan for that future yeah so i think it's a difficult one i know that people generally say that you should save at the beginning when you pay yourself 
And so rather than kind of waiting to the end of the month and then saving, but I think people forget that freelancers are also supposed to save for the times that they don't have work. So yeah. it's kind of like how many saving savings pots do you have? <laughs> and of course, as you know, yeah, a lot of us are one man teams or even people who people think, you know, it's a huge business team. They're generally just one or two people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a hard it's a hard one to say, because also I think as a if you're a small business owner, as well, like, you have to take a lot of risks. Like there is times where you've got to invest in like, you know, maybe marketing or this, that and the other. And that's you're basically bootstrapping and, and bootstrapping the whole time is basically constantly a risk. There isn't like a big pocket of savings and this, that and the other. But I guess it's just trying to save more. But I think also having multiple options of income. I think that's what's been really important for me. Like I've always been saying, um, okay, people need to like up their income streams and this, that and the other. And even myself, I'm like, okay, I need to really check my income streams as well. Um, but I think it's just been, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's the key thing is actually having multiple streams so things that maybe you're not always they're not always just coming from like the day-to-day freelance jobs that you're doing like other things that you can create like other tools or courses or um templates or whatever it is else that you can do I think it's about having those things and that's some of the things even I was saying to the artists that you we've got to start thinking about yeah other other streams of income now like other ways we can make money because I've noticed, I was like, okay, the people who did okay during this was everyone that like was like, uh, you know, like the course instructors and some of the. I mean, some people yeah. struggled, but I could see the people who were doing like okay were like, oh yeah, you know, I run these courses and I'm an educator and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's about not not necessarily, you know, trying. Obviously, we have to save. We have to because we have to save for multiple things. We have to save for tax already. We have to save for a rainy day. There's there's only so much I guess you can save. I think it's about how do you increase your income without doing, you know, without burning out and taking on like five million clients. Because if something, if you know, if, for example, if we have a second wave and people can't, you know, and people again, the freelancers will get hit because people are not going to be spending. And obviously, we know that we're going towards a recession. I think it's starting to think about smaller things that make money over time or or just other streams of income that still make money um so yeah that's that's i guess my one bit of advice would just be start about how to multiply what you do because i think all of us have the ability to do that it's just it obviously it takes time um and it's another thing for us to do like another thing to add to our list but yeah i think it definitely helps especially when one income stream goes down at least maybe you've got a little bit coming in from other places so yeah yeah i mean yeah it's, it's been a super tough but, but definitely for a lot of people uh i guess those income streams should be really well thought out some of us have ignored these those things now i'm starting to really think about like okay uh okay take equity into that company there because guess what you might need it one day it, it might survive all of this and stuff so consulting again and all that kind of stuff so and and even like I'm, I'm back to my freelancing website building days and stuff because that's the only income streams i can get right now and th- those things are available yeah. uh, even for creative Nestle, now we're working on um our, our platform basically is going to allow basically creators to be able to teach classes uh on our platform so yeah. so because i've seen that there's a there's, there's a lot of knowledge and, and need for education but then those things don't, don't seem to meet on the continent it's yeah. going to happen outside the continent, for example, Skillshare, Masterclass, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're building our own version, basically, of Skillshare, basically, on our creative nestlings and stuff. So creators here can teach 
uh, like crazy basically African creatives anywhere on the continent in diaspora can teach um, fellow fellow African creatives and stuff because there's mm-hmm. a knowledge gap there and yeah. uh, content and stuff yeah um, that's great and then for, for, for you now mm-hmm. what's next you, you mentioned stuff happening in June and stuff uh, mm-hmm. the, the virtual exhibition and everything and what is there anything else happening or yes yeah we've we've got workshops as well so we've got <laughs> we've got yeah. creative workshops and the ones that we were kind of planning to do offline we're looking at how we bring those online and also how we make them a permanent feature it's something that we were so we were planning to have our like experiences side as a permanent feature anyway so people could book and um book physical classes previously um but yeah as everything changed we were like okay we just have to make these digital now um and again, yeah, I think for I think obviously we're in a similar boat where it's looking at what is something that people can do anywhere, and also what is something that can survive, and also it's another income stream for artists. Um, so yeah, we're looking at bringing basically a, a new section to Better Shared where people will be able to you know do everything from painting to kind of weaving and you know creating things that they can put in their home or just having fun with art at home. Um, that they can also watch anytime. Um, so yeah, so we're kind of playing around with, not playing around with, we're planning um, and putting that together to start kind of like onboarding some of those workshops and some of those artists um, teaching those workshops in, yeah, from June onwards really. So yeah, that's what's another thing that's coming up. Everything's all happening. It seems like everything's in June, but <laughs> it's just like a peak. It's because all the planning has kind of like come to this point. So yeah. Yeah. So, how, I mean, what, what's a typical day like now? How are you staying sane in, in all of this? Are, are, you, are you doing 10-hour days now or are you doing only working five hours? How are you how, how are you doing that, managing your schedule, basically? I'm trying to do... Um, so, I'm trying to do... So, the thing is, I was kind of used to sometimes working at home. So, it's still a discipline. I know that people are obviously still struggling. Like, there'll be days where people, you know, if you've never yeah. worked at home before, so for some people, this will be difficult. But... Um, for me, I tend to start my day, I've been meditating a lot more, so I've been trying to be like, okay, let's not start by like just checking your emails, let's meditate in the morning, like, yeah, just like wake up and not be const- like instantly on my, like, on my phone or on my laptop. Um, and yeah, then kind of working my kind of normal hours, roughly. Sometimes I do a little bit later, but I've been trying to like do stuff outside, so just trying to like do some like bits of gardening and um, even myself, I've been trying to like get back into just doing fun, creative things that I miss, like physical creative things. So not always doing something on a laptop or doing, yeah, as you know, like obviously I, I build websites as well. So like doing things to do with the website or doing things like online. I've been trying to yeah just get back into like sketching and um, even I've like been buying some like uh, what are those markers called? Those Posca like paint pens um so I just ordered some of those just to like just stop painting random stuff that I've got like I've got plant pots and <laughs> like random like empty bottles and things like that just just doing some fun things that, that are not you know it's just a things to do they're not like okay this is another income stream it's just something fun to like switch off for the day and and just yeah do something creative so yeah that's what I've been yeah. and cooking a lot <laughs> cooking a lot <laughs> I love I uh, what is Pierre told you about the human condition basically I mean are you learning more about people generally or what's been like for you are you observing people and stuff what's what's yeah. been what are, you, what are you seeing yeah I think I think I spent a lot of time 
I like to observe people in general. Um, I used to be a big fan of people watching before, obviously, lockdown <laughs> happened. Yeah. But yeah, I've just been looking at, I guess, how people react to this. Like for me, the big the big thing that we haven't really addressed, I think people haven't really addressed globally, they're starting to, is the fact that people's mental health is going to be mass and is already massively affected. Yeah. And like how how moving forward, like how how we can help like improve that or or take note of that a lot a lot more. I think that's definitely been missed. Like people are just kind of focusing on the fact that obviously we're focusing on physical things that have happened. So yes, there's been deaths, yes, you know, people have been sick and a lot of people are just talking about boredom and things like that. But for me I was like, okay, there's a huge impact on on just mentally how people cope, A in isolation, B in just this world of like I think it's just this world of being of unknowns. Like even though right now some places are reopening and I know even in like France galleries are reopening and things like that there's still another stage of like fear that people have to go through is that well, are we going to go through this all again like they keep talking about a second wave they keep talking about like you know and also then we've got the extra added stress of a of a recession that we're basically heading towards where the economy isn't going to be able to catch up for a good while so yeah for me I'm just been observing yeah how people react um how people and also just trying to monitor how people are actually responding to things so whether they're actually saying how they really feel or whether they are sort of masking how they're feeling and yeah I think for me it's just I think it's a good time for everyone just to make sure that they're reaching out to people a lot more um I guess that's one thing that I guess lockdown and things have have, has has in a way helped is that people do speak to each other a lot more um especially people that they may have not have spoken to as much before I think that's definitely been and I hope we continue with that really yeah yeah I'm scared of being outside I, I'm currently in Nelsbridge you know on a farm so I'm away from people and I'm supposed to go to Jurek next week um mm-hmm. because I've been here like three months now the kids, schools are opening next in the next month I gotta decide the kids are gonna go back to school I gotta figure out okay how am I gonna cope in public again will I be able to go to the coffee shop again there's mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety fear for, for 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 those things I mean when I go into town now to go buy groceries I'm, I'm more so skeptical of every human being and mm-hmm. watching and trying to figure out what the air quality where, where I am yeah. <laughs> it, it's, 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 yeah it's a lot of anxiety and, and just fear that's going to be built up um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a scary time. A hundred percent. I think even now, like if people walk down the road, like people are like crossing the road, obviously to be away from each other, and that's. I think that will continue. Like, I, obviously, there's some people who you've probably seen in England, like some people are just going to the beach and like chilling. But there's also, yeah, there's also a huge fear with certain people, and I think, yeah, that will unfortunately. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like, we'll see what happens when, like, will we get reintegrated? Will we? you know, how long will that fear be there for? And I think, I guess, as long as Corona's around in, in this kind of state and in this level, then maybe it will be here for a while. So it's how, I guess it's how we cope with, like, how have you been coping with that? Like, obviously I know you're at the farm now, but yeah. are you, have you been like preparing yourself to go back to Jobo? Not yet, actually, you know, I've been avoiding it to think yeah. about it. Cause it's like, okay, what I, I mean, when you got kids, it's even worse because now they yeah. gotta go back to school. Do you take them out of school for indefinitely? <laughs> mm. You know, um, we 
you know, many parents are saying, I'm not going to take my kids to school. Some parents say, there's no real definite answer. Like I say, that unknown is a very dangerous place to be in. Mm. So I'm trying to configure that into your mind and, and speak to people. But it's quite difficult to, to, to figure out how to reintegrate properly because, okay, as an adult, I know I can go there, wear a mask, but kids are going to want to play to each other. They're going to want to talk to each other. They're going to, you know, how, how is that going to work? You know, the data, the science data says, oh, kids don't get it as much. They don't transmit it as much. But is that really real? You know? Yeah. Um, so it's like those unknowns can can really make for a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. It's like, how do you explain to your child? Okay, I asked my son the other day, you're going to go to school? He's like, yeah, I want to go to school. I'm asking, him, he's safe. I'm like, are you scared? He's like, no, I'm not scared. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, for, I guess for them, it's not that much of a big deal because they've been on the farm. And they've had to wear masks here and they went into town. But it's not as crazy as wearing it every day and yeah. having to social how kids gonna social distance when they're playing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a bit weird. So it's it's, it's, it's I mean, trying to do it as much as I can. Um and, and trying to talk to as many people as possible. Uh, uh, like me and my partner are now trying to find an apartment because my, my, my kids stay with their mother and stuff and I stay with my partner. Trying yeah. to find an apartment where do you even start looking you know, looking at like, I, I look at hotspot patterns. You know, in in Johannesburg, where you know, what do you even do? It's you know, so it's, it's, it's a scary time to you know try and reintegrate into society. Also, what are you reintegrating into? You know, mm-hmm. you don't know. It's true. Yeah. It's very yeah. true. It's, it's scary. It's quite. It's quite. Yes, yeah, it's it's a, it's a. But I'm 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 quite hopeful. I have energy now again. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't had in a while. So this was, this was good for me because. I needed a hard reset from everything, mm-hmm. uh, so I finally got the opportunity to have a hard reset, mentally and physically and stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, now I kind of see what I want to do, with the business, myself, personality, family, all that kind of stuff. So it's been good on that level. You know? Yeah. I think yeah, I think that this is probably a good time for people who, um, yeah, even myself, just thinking about like what what do you want to do for the future? Like what is your like what do you really want to do because it's the time that you can either learn something new now or it is a time where you can kind of start again if, if people want to like if you want to go into a new career or if people want to try something new like it's there's kind of like you might as well try it because there's nothing to lose right now it either doesn't yeah. work or you know and you can try something again so um yeah I think that's been an interesting I guess uh, I guess one positive out of it is that hopefully people are have more clarity. My friend said that to me the other day, that she was like, "This time has given everyone more clarity." I think on just things that are important as well. Like for me, it's definitely given me more clarity on um, just also how much time I spend with my family and speak to them, um, and that's been really important for me to make sure that I'm doing that a lot more. Um, and yeah, just more clarity on on what what I want to achieve for creatives going forward like in the future and just giving myself some real definitive goals to be like this is what I'm working towards so yeah it's been interesting in that sense <laughs> no, that's a great place to cap off <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much uh, for doing this such, 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 such a uh, time it would have been better in person <laughs> <laughs> but no one can travel now um you know stay safe stay sane thank you you know uh yeah th- thank you very much and take care of yourself please and yeah thank you no problem and thank you take care huh? yes thank you. bye all right bye
and that's a wrap thank you Kara for sharing your journey and your story with us I think as for listening stay safe stay healthy please 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 take care of yourselves and listen to your government regulations we'll get this together I'll uh, see you guys on the flip side <laughs>